0: Welcome into another episode of the Growing Faith Podcast. I'm your host today, Rick McClatchy, one of the staff pastors at the Rocky Butte campus of Manhouse, House, uh, located in the greater Portland metro area and also uh, down in Eugene. Uh, five campuses, just a bunch of people trying to follow Jesus with all of our hearts. And um, today I have brought in, uh, once again, a guest uh, to the show. He is a part of our Mill Plain campus a big part of the worship team there and really a, a core component of their group's ministry at that campus and so max bravo welcome back to the show hey
1: thanks for having me back
0: glad to have you and i know that uh, in this season of uh, recovering from colds and such yeah hopefully both of us can hold it together today yeah. and not have to <laughs> right? cough. so we might have to do some creative yeah. editing right. so we'll, we'll have fun with that but um, so I remember in the last time that we had you here we were just talking about uh, building community and why community matters and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff and um, and I want to say if I'm not mistaken, towards the end of the episode, we kind of had this comment about uh, building building community building fellowship relationship outside of the group meeting that yes one of the key components to really having a successful group mm-hmm. involves, um, not just being part of, of, of the group time, like our group meeting, you know, it's, it's only that group meeting that one hour a week or that two hours a week or whatever, whatever that particular group does mm-hmm. um, is just not enough, right? No, to, it's not enough. To develop everything that's needed. No. So uh, so we, we're just going to dedicate today's episode to hear your thoughts, your wisdom that you have gained Really, uh, from the school of hard knocks, right? You know, just <laughs> yeah. Plus, I think personality-wise, you're kind of built for building community. It's how your brain works. right? And um, so basically, what I'm looking to you for is the stuff, um, what I'm trying to draw out of you is the stuff that comes so naturally to you that you barely even think about it, that for other people is real work. And so what we want to do is put tools in their tool belt so that they can be not just good small group leaders, but great small group or ridiculously great <laughs> small group leaders in building community. So, um, so let's just jump on in and 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 help me understand what's a couple of points that we could give them in how to how to build community outside of the group meeting.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Again, thanks for having me. Again, it was so much fun last time. Um, just some of the things that I that I would say is the most important is to really be intentional about connecting outside of the group time. A lot of times, like with my group, it, it really has grown to the point to where it it's not as... Um, easy to get to everyone and to give a personal touch to every single person that's there. So remembering a lot of key things that people share during their prayer time or even just in our fellowship time with general conversations um, I often think about trying to remember if someone had a job interview coming up you know it's something like I would say hey well you know just making up a name Bill. Bill has a job interview this week that he mentioned that I remember it that it was going to be at 4 o'clock you know on Tuesday. Um, What I like to do is First of all, I care about them, so it's more it's, a, its more organic and more natural. But a point that you can make is to remember the time that they that they shared they were going to have this event or something like that. And, you know, I like to text them about an hour before. Let them know, hey, I'm remembering that you said you had a job interview today. Was it this time? Praying for you, believing for you, really praying for favor over your life. And it, it really does take on another phase into the relationship that you're building with those in your group. One, it helps them to remember that one, you pay attention, two, that you remembered, and three, that you actually took the time to reach out to them. And it's amazing how a so small gesture to you is actually an impactful moment for them. Right. Uh, it creates a level of, um, of relationship and trust and just feeling doggone good that someone remembered you I and mean, when there's something warm and fuzzy about that that makes you say you know what i'm a part of that group somebody cares about me in that group so
0: that is so good i that's so good so once again um I, i'm thinking about just you and how you operate and i think to myself you know max i i feel like you just do that naturally and um, and man I know your current group man you got yeah like 20 guys showing up 21. And so that's uh that's a lot of people to try to remember what's going on so have you developed any systems or tools maybe that help you keep that stuff in in line or is it just the magical brain of max that, <laughs> that makes it happen
1: you know um I mean what do you call it magical maybe strange my my the way that my brain remembers relational things, mm-hmm. uh, for some reason, it does capture that. But to be honest with you, um, when we started to grow, like even at 12, 15 people, um, I noticed that there were partic- particular guys that really jumped out at me that cared about the group, even to um, above the normal attender. And I reached out to them and I said, hey, would you partner with me in reaching out to some of these guys, you know, because I said it's one thing when it comes from a leader there's almost this obligation yeah, thing people that expect would, it people yeah, expect totally. it like always oh, the leader reaching out you know and although I never got really any kickback from any of my encouragement I just felt like there was going to be another level of intentionality if I basically brought along other people with me so um, yeah so periodically um, there's about two to three guys that have reached out to the other members of the group even on their own without me asking them at all it just became this organic thing I planted a seed to say hey there's something that happens when a peer reaches out and says hey we weren't there really missed you last week you know or is everything okay and
0: really that that dynamic is a, a whole nother topic yeah. that we've mentioned in other episodes of really reproducing yourself you know like having having the assistant leader or the apprentice leader um, that, that as you you're not just asking them i mean you're asking them to do a real basic thing like Hey, could you just intentionally care for like these five guys, right. like adopt them as your little mini, <laughs> like subgroup of yeah. the group and because um, I- I've had definitely seasons in my group where I've had, you know, that large number of people coming regularly. And if you don't do that, you can actually lose momentum in the group yep. pretty quickly because people are like, Oh, I'm just a number. Like, I don't, I don't matter because every leader, I mean, you have an unusually large capacity. so your number might be a little higher before you start having that that dynamic happen. But it's a real dynamic for everybody wherever their level is. You right. know, some people, they might max out at, at four people. Right. And maybe you're maxing out at 16 or 20 people mm-hmm. just because God's created you in a way that just remembers people. And so I guess I would just say, don't be afraid to use simple tools mm-hmm. uh, to help you in this. So man, like say you're sharing... Um, prayer requests or whatever in your small group man. just pull out your phone and take notes for crying out loud or, Mm -hmm. or appoint somebody in the group to To take take notes notes, and, and just say, Hey, you know what we want to remember? And maybe you're sending them out to the whole group or just other ways where, and I think that's just another little side tidbit way, right? Of building connectivity within the group outside of group time is allowing them to see a list because we've also talked in previous episodes that the job of a small group leader is to meet with their group regularly, mm-hmm. to pray for everybody in the group by name every day, and then to, what is the third one? Oh yeah, to help them identify and to take their next step in their relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so um, so we're actually, um, by, by sending out that prayer request list, we're actually encouraging everybody in the group to take a step towards actually Growing into what it means to be a small group leader, right? So we're helping disciple everybody in the group while everybody's getting better care. And so pretty awesome that that is such a a great point. And I think um, we'll call that point uh, sweat the small stuff. Yep. So a lot of times people say, hey, don't sweat the small stuff. But that is like the antithesis of building good community. Sweat the small stuff. The stuff that seems like maybe it's no big deal can be revolutionary in a person's life. So so point number one, sweat the small stuff. I love that. Uh, talk to me. What's what's point number two?
1: Um, Another, another great point or uh, a point of intentionality is to create fellowship outside of your meeting time. Uh, a lot of times with uh, what I started to do was, hey, you know, we meet at seven. Some of us uh, need dinner, right? <laughs> so food's a nice way to say, you know, Throw it out there. Not everybody can, but the, the, the you know, the five, six, eight guys that can show up to Applebee's, Red Robin, that's in the near, you know, surrounding area to where we meet, uh, we would meet there. And I'm telling you that I really felt that there was an, a drastic shift between our interactions within the group when we started to meet outside of you know, and it didn't have to be every week. It didn't have to be this obligated, regimented mm-hmm. thing. It was like a random, hey, we haven't done this in a while. Let's go over Red Robin. Those of you who... Like a pre-party. Yeah, like a pre- it was <laughs> a pre-party. Awesome. I love it. It was, a, uh, uh, you know, so I remember, in fact, last night when we met, we were still joking about some inside jokes that happened at the Applebee's like several months ago. And, um, and we all still kind of laugh about it. And we just, it's a moment that we can say... You know, we all shared that moment there. We all laughed together. We all kind of had this fellowship. I really felt that the shift between the relationships uh, definitely changed when we were meeting, you know, periodically outside of outside of group.
0: Well, and I think that point actually harkens to a real biblical concept of the value of the meal. I mean, as you look at the theme of meals throughout Scripture, significant, vital, important, like, stuff Absolutely. happened around the table and I mean, really, we're, we're going to end this whole party at a party right? around, you know, like the, the wedding feast, <laughs> yeah. right? The wedding feast <laughs> of the, the lamb. Like, um, and, and so I think that not only are you, you're kind of hitting on a double point here, you mm-hmm. know, it's like you're creating opportunity for fellowship, for the group to fellowship together outside of the group meeting. Uh, but you're also introducing this meal component that mm-hmm. that I think is maybe maybe we end up doing a whole episode just on that that one topic because I know I've had other small group leaders where their group actually kind of limped along just there you know it was okay everything was okay, but then they introduced having a meal together mm-hmm. and the cohesiveness and the connection of the group just shot through the roof and the only thing they changed was was pulling people together a half hour earlier. <laughs> And and it was potluck style, so it wasn't yep. even like one person one was person bearing the load, yep. you know. And so I think, um, man, that is an incredible point. Is uh, what have you had any other opportunities to to create, whether it's you know individual connection with people or or group activities? Uh, what other things have you done that have helped create those opportunities? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, so um, not only just group, but yeah, pulling maybe a smaller group, you know, two three guys together. You know, I just recently moved into this apartment, and uh, I'm actually looking forward to having a smaller group, like two or three. And I've even told them, you know, those who might be a little quieter with mm-hmm. the big group, you know, won't be That's as good. you know loud in the in the restaurant. You know, uh, have them come over here and sit at my dinner table. You know, make them some tacos, cause who doesn't want tacos, right? And say I'm gonna get to intentionally, you know get to know the guy that hardly says anything mm. you know and then put him together with two other guys that would be a support you know to get to know him uh but we've done it too where uh, like i think i mentioned in my other uh, my other um episode was that the two of the guys joined me with reading the bible in the first 15 minutes of the of the day uh well when they hit day 100 i suggested. Let's celebrate that man! Like that's mm. that's a good thing. Hundred so, day party. Hundred day party. Exactly. Let's go! And we had something to look forward to. We went over to Crave Grill, and we celebrated. You mm. know, so things like that, where you're you're looking at situations to how can I create a fellowship to come, you know, to get to know them better. You know, and I thought to myself, what a better way to celebrate 100 days with the Lord, you know? I mean, there's there's so many things that you can think of if you really just stop and think. Like, yeah. what else can we do, you know? You know, maybe take a guy out. You know, you've been grounded for three months. That's amazing consistency. You know, so to some people, that is a big deal. For me, I love to attend things, so it wouldn't be that big of a deal. But for somebody else to say, I've committed to a men's mm-hmm. group for three right. months, yeah. let's go ahead and celebrate that and say, you know, I want to take you out for coffee because I think I want to acknowledge the fact that you have, you have taken the time to come to this group for three months, you know? Just, I mean, I feel like, like, just even sitting here talking about it, I'm even, like, riled up to get, oh, that's a great idea. I'm just yeah. talking about it. Make the, mean, make the the list. get the list. I mean, so there's so many things that you can do if you really step and in be intentional about fellowship.
0: I like to just uh, hone in just to kind of highlight, I guess, uh, part of that idea. I love that 100-day party because what you're doing is you're you're discipling people in your group by encouraging them to make space mm-hmm. for the Lord to show up in their life, right? So you're you're encouraging first fifteen devotions, Bible reading, getting into the word of God so that they can build relationship with their Savior, right? Yep. And so it's not just building fellowship because right, like I always say the at Maina House, the big why behind small groups is to build life-giving relationships, and Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, so we can't actually have life-giving relationships without Jesus being at the center of those relationships, and so um, what I love is it's like hardly even noticeable that it is a hugely discipleship moment, and yet it is hugely discipleship (laughs) moment right there, And all they're thinking is, yippee, I get to go to Crave Grill and hang out with my boys. Yeah. Um, But you're celebrating something in their life that is just spiritually significant. And I think, so I just, man, that really struck me as like, that is a beautiful, that's a beautiful thing right there that your group is accomplishing beyond just great community, but really pushing people towards the Lord, because that's what's going to transform their life long term, right? Yes, absolutely. That's so good. So... Um, so just uh, creating fellowship opportunities outside of the group time, um, you know, just uh, I was trying to think of something really, you know, catchy for that point. We got Sweat the Small Stuff and we got, uh, you know, um, yep, I got to come back to that one. <laughs> Strategize <laughs> right? hang time, you know, exactly. I don't know. So, um, so we'll, we'll call it strategizing hang time right now because I just can't think of anything else right now. Um so we've got sweating the small stuff, remembering things that people have mentioned before, prayer requests, et cetera. Um, I remember, life events. Go yeah,
1: ahead. I remember there was something that we uh, that I was thinking that was so crucial, it, it might have needed to be the first point, but I still think it can get, you know, you know, slipped in here. Is to not say no for people. And but what I mean by that is um, there's so many times I've had um, I had had somebody ask me. I remember uh, a couple years ago, how are you hanging out with married people and families? They're so busy. I just assumed they wouldn't have the time, or they or they'd say no, right? And that was kind of like a. I didn't have that hesitancy, you know. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that as a potential problem you know or uh, or that it wouldn't happen so one of the things that i would say for your group is is as you're creating these fellowship opportunities don't assume like oh no they're they're gonna have time they're gonna crave grill they're not gonna have time to meet beforehand you know because once you start that ball rolling it's an it's It's not an obligation for them It's something they look forward to It's something that they want to do Let them say what they can and cannot do With their free time Don't assume they can't do something Because of X, Y, Z You know.
0: Yeah, and if we're creating groups That are helping build life-giving relationships It's going to be a part of their life That is life-giving, right? It's something that they actually desire to be a part of Not an obligation But something that is genuinely life-giving yeah, I mean that's just so good that um, so people are like asking you like, bro, what, how are you pulling that off? And so I know yeah. you kind of started the point by by you know don't say no for anyone, you know. Yep. Don't say no for other people, and and I got a hundred examples of how that has played out in my life, and um, and and I think it's go ahead. Oh I, no, I, I, yeah,
1: I was think one of the things I love to say is is I say. Merge at the speed of traffic with their life. Mm. I mean, you're just, you know, so sometimes, and I know that's happened between you and, and, you know, and myself, you know, when early on when I first joined the church was... Instead of pulling them away from something and creating them to do something else, sometimes that works, sometimes that doesn't, you know, uh, there could be an opportunity for you to help um, them into a situation like, hey, I got to paint the fence this weekend, you know, I can't. Well, do you mind if I come over and, you know. Paint pick up a fence, brush and right. paint the fence with you, you know, and mm-hmm. we can hang out, we can talk. I know that we, you and I had an incident like that with a, with a room that you were painting. Mm-hmm. And if, if I recall uh, correctly, that was probably the first and one of the biggest uh, impactful conversations yeah. that we had had a fellowship time, you know, we're really, we're speaking life into each other. I felt like there was like a, a uh, Holy Spirit momentum that happened during mm-hmm. that time. So that's another thing that you can say that you can also incorporate yeah you can do the lunches and the crave grill and the whatever but if you if you see that you know there they openly said hey I'm doing this or you know what my kids in soccer in soccer game is this weekend well shoot I mean do you family, yeah, right? well, you know do you mind if I go see the game I mean like um, I remember also uh, helping out with a friend in his minister he was like well I'm setting up the kids room early Sunday morning, I said, well, I'm here, you know, half an hour early anyway, so we might as well, you know, I was yeah. filling up juice cups and graham crackers and setting up the, you know, the room upstairs. I remember that clearly. I remember thinking, like, I didn't take from this individual. I gave to them and also received fellowship during that time. Yeah. So there's a lot so of real creative ways that you can incorporate yourself into getting that relational time with those people. And also not taking them, you know, derailing them from what they need to do.
0: That's so good, and and you know, we we maybe it's overused, but the whole phrase about just doing life together, yeah, that's really what it is: is finding the rhythm of life that other people are living at, and trying to match that rhythm, um, so you don't come in as a, a dissonant sound, you know, but right. you come in in harmony with other people. And and I love what you said about you weren't taking, but you were giving you're giving into a situation and how Jesus said, you know, Acts 20:35 is it, you know, he said it's more blessed to give than to receive and that's a kind of mind blowing because I've certainly been on the receiving end of things mm-hmm. a number of times I think gosh, I was so blessed by that receiving thing, and you think, man, if they were more blessed than me because they were on the giving end, that's that is mind boggling. Yeah. And so um yeah, just a great, that, those are some great points that I think um, they're simple to talk about. They, uh, they, they definitely have to be, you know, slowly worked into the routine. And mm-hmm. so we talked about sweating the small stuff. We talked about strategizing extra hang time or however we want to call that one of just finding ways to create for um, whether it's the whole group fellowshipping outside of the normal group time, um, whether it is uh, smaller portions of the group um, than even one-on-one and then never saying no for anyone when it comes to creating those opportunities to hang out, when it comes to, you know, inviting them out for coffee or finding a way to just kind of Enter their do, world. Yep. do life together, whether it's inviting them into something that's happening in your world. Hey, I'm going to a soccer game or I got tickets to the Blazers or whatever. Uh, you want to come with me right or, i got um, shopping
1: to do a winco That's happened yeah, I, several times I, I got i got
0: <laughs> i got tickets i got tickets to a, a ducks game one time and and one of my friends doesn't like sports for nothing <laughs> but i invited him and he was like well i i don't like foot, but i want to hang out with you and so and that was super cool because we got you know two hours down yeah to the game and then two hours back up and then you know, whatever it is, four hours of, of game time and all that stuff of just fellowship and connection and, um, and and I'm the same way. I like I love football, so I'm definitely there for mm-hmm. the game. But I also just love that connection time of I man, you spend that much time with someone and, and that's really what was the the painting thing that you mentioned. Yeah. You and I is because it was it was like four hours of just straight paint the fumes may have had something to do with it i don't know uh, it really you know there's holy spirit and then there was, and there was paint, paint fumes chips. so um max was eating some of the t- i didn't under i didn't understand that but he thought they were potato chips and uh, well anyways so uh, so we digress but um so those are awesome points and um and I, I think that you communicate it with such um with love and care but also authority because you live it. And I, I really appreciate that about you. Thank that you. There's a bunch of people that are being significantly impacted at Manor House, specifically Mill Plain, um, because of what you're sowing into their life. And it is just the it's the epitome of why you and I are such big fans of small groups <laughs> because Sunday Sunday church is great. And, you know, I know both of us love Sunday mornings. Like we love being love a part Sunday. of, day of the week. both services, you know, there the whole time, all that kind of stuff. Um, but yet, we both recognize the where it falls short. Yeah. The Sunday morning is great and has a ton of great stuff about it, but it's a it good doesn't. Yeah. So, Max, thank you for being here today. Thanks for thank contributing in such a quality way. Absolutely. Um, thank you for listening today. Thanks for being a part of our audience. Um, like, share, comment, spread the word for us. That would be phenomenal. And uh, you can always reach out to me at M at manahouse.church if you have any ideas for future episodes or questions or comments or anything like that. And with that, a big, huge God bless you and have the most amazing day.